Once again, greetings in Jesus' name. What a privilege for me, Kevin Williams, from Death Postponed Ministries, with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for Today's Problems. There's a lot of conversations in the world about whether Jesus is God. I want to state categorically, deliberately, and intentionally, for me, Jesus is God. This, this is my prayer today. Jesus be God in me that I may be in God. My talk for your consideration is Jesus more than just a man. I say for my theme today, I wish to state clearly my theme for your consideration, Jesus more than just a man. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 For the word of God is 1. Alive and powerful 2. Supper than any double-edged sword 3. It penetrates even to the dividing 4. Of the soul and spirit 5. Joints and marrow 6. It judges the thought 7. And the attitudes of your heart and that of mine complementary to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 we find this revolutionary text 2 Timothy 3.16 this is what it says all scripture is one it is God breath means God the Holy Spirit has sanctioned and ordained this to be the word of God it is timeless for you and for me. One, it is useful for teaching. Two, it is useful for rebuking. Three, it is useful for correcting. D, useful for training in righteousness. I, Kevin Williams, from Death Postpone Ministries, states clearly and unapologetically that Jesus is not just a good man. For me, Jesus is God. It is how God put on humanity as for Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 19. In order for you and me to have fellowship with God in Christ, Jesus more than just a prophet, he is God. Jesus is more than just a high priest, he is God. Jesus is more than just a king, he is God. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting divine benefits, people sin against them. And he gave us this wonderful message, the gospel of reconciliation. It is the gospel of mediation. It is the gospel of forgiveness. I say Jesus is God in action to redeem you and to redeem me. Therefore Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah promised to Abram, Promise to Abraham, promise 
to Moses and all the Bible figures of the Old Testament alike. Therefore, Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah. Making it possible for unseen God to dwell in humanity in order to redeem fallen man back into fellowship with God. We conclude our lengthy investigation of the number 13, the word my. The word my finds itself in the position as the 13th word, and we discovered that the word my represents that we, the human race, are the objects of divine favor. Jesus is heaven's benefactor to redeem you and to redeem me. Number 13 confirms from our investigation that Jesus is the divine benefactor from heaven giving himself as a ransom for many as per Romans 5 verse 8. Listen to this gigantic text that wants to create confidence and hope for a hopeless world. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So Jesus is perfect man representing sinful man in order to restore every man that place their confidence and trust in Jesus. Point A. I want to prove that Jesus is not just a man. I am convinced within my experience of blood cancer that Jesus as God cured my blood cancer status and he postponed my death and he extended my life. Point A. Eternal presence at the burning bush. We look at Exodus chapter 3 verse 14. 1. In Genesis 47, the children of Jacob went into Egypt. 2. In Exodus, God takes the Hebrew children out of Egypt under the leadership of Prophet Moses. Point 3. But in the book of Leviticus, God takes Egypt out of his people. It is important that while we're in the world, that God must take the world out of us because we are the sole property of God the Holy Spirit, whereby Jesus can dwell and reign within our thoughts and in our lives. For Egypt represents the place of bondage and the place of slavery. Five, Exodus reveals God's rescue plan, God's rescue mission from bondage and slavery into the promised land, the land of milk and honey. Six, at the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3 verse 14, unseen God revealed himself during a conversation with Moses. But we need to do some investigating work. We need to allow God the Holy Spirit to reveal the reference Exodus 3 verse 14. 1. 
as the light of the world unto Moses, because as per Hebrew Hamatia, the reference 314 equals the number 8. 3 plus 1 is 4, plus 4 is 8. 2. So the number 8 stands for, listen to this, point A. 8 symbolizes that which is beyond nature and its perfection. So the person that came to Moses at the burning booth is beyond heaven and the earth. It symbolizes that which is beyond the physicalities, beyond nature. He is God in person. B. The number eight is symbolic of an entity that is one step above the natural order, higher than nature and its limitation. So the one person that revealed at the burning booze is beyond, it is higher nature and the limitations of man. It is the supernatural within the natural. Point C. The number therefore always alludes to a departure from the natural world and an entry into the supernatural. I say, when God the Holy Spirit indwells you, it gives us a mandate. It gives us access into the supernatural presence of God. Point D. The number eight represents the spiritual world. Point E. The number eight is also associated with the revelation of Messiah. So I want to state clearly that the person that confronted Moses at the burning booth is the pre-existed Messiah. It means before he would become humanity, he existed before the foundations of the world. So Messiah always existed. Therefore, the number eight represents the identity of Messiah that received a name later in the New Testament as Jesus. Point F. The number eight points to the intervention of the supernatural, reminding us that the invisible hand of God is at work in all human enterprises. I say Jesus is involved in our world today. Call upon the name of Jesus and we will not go down but go up. You will not suffer a nosedive, but I say to you, with Jesus in my boat, we can smile at the storms. I say Jesus is God and when you call upon the name of Jesus, the supernatural will come in the natural and we will have a a an elevation of our human consciousness and there will be contact with God and God will have contact with me. Point G. Therefore, the Burning Booth episode reveals the existence of Messiah before coming into our world as the man called Jesus. Point H. This eternal presence of Christ refers to Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8. Listen to this. Jesus Christ 
is the same yesterday, past tense, today, present tense, and forever. But listen to this understanding, God has no past. God has no present. God has no future. What God is, is this. He is eternal. He is everlasting. He has, he has no end and he has no beginning. God existed without beginning and he will exist without end in sight. We can therefore conclude as per John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. I say Jesus is the visible manifestation of the unseen God. Now listen to the words of Martha Luther. He says, take hold of Jesus as a man, and soon you will discover that he is God. This is my prayer today. Jesus, be God in me, that I may be in God. Hallelujah. I say Jesus is God. This is my declaration. This is my confession of faith. That Jesus is not just a man. Jesus is God. And so when you have God on your side, we can smile at the storms. Point B. Jesus Eternal God resident in man. I say Jesus. Eternal God was resident in the man. One, Jesus is God himself manifested in the flesh. Two, Jesus says in John 4.24, God is spirit. And Jesus is the body wherein God dwells. Isn't that amazing? That in the person of Christ dwell two natures, that of God and man, in one person, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Point three, Colossians 2 verse 9, For in him, Jesus, dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily means God dwelled in Jesus. While he was on the face of the earth. Point four. He is the image of the invisible God. As per 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4. I say Jesus is the visible likeness of the invisible God. You see, we cannot see God and learn. So what God did, he became merciful towards us. He took on a cover, come into our world to redeem you and to redeem me. I don't know what your issues is, but call upon God in the name of Jesus and God will appear and redeem you and redeem me. Point five Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, Jesus is the express image of God's person. Point 6, the tabernacle in the desert represents the humanity of God receiving a name, the name of Jesus. The Sakina glory that was visible in the tabernacle in the desert 
represents God the Holy Spirit operational in the body of Jesus. The long-awaited Messiah, he was available in the days of Adam. He was available in the days of Abraham. And he's available even today. Yesterday, today, and forever, Jesus is the same. All may change, but Jesus never. Glory to his wonderful name. Point seven. Therefore, we say, in the person of Christ dwells two natures, both God and both man in one person. He's called the unique person of the universe. Never before did God took on humanity, came to dwell in order to redeem you and in order to redeem me. So I love, Paul says, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Christ is God and God is Messiah. He came, took on humanity to forgive you and to forgive me. You don't have to walk around with all your sins of the past, of yesterday, even today. I say, confess Jesus as God, and God will forgive you, God will cleanse you, and God will redeem you. Point eight. Matthew one twenty three. Listen to this profound revelation. And he, the baby, God took on humanity, received a name, and he shall be called Emmanuel. When it's going to be translated, it means God with us. I say in Jesus, God was with us. You look through the eyes of the man, and he saw the world, and touched, and healed the sick. I want you to be encouraged today that Jesus Christ is God. And as God, I am hopeful in the midst of hopelessness that I will not go down but go up. I will not have a nosedive, but I'm going to have a skydive. God, the Holy Spirit, is in the world. You just call upon the name of Jesus, and He, God, the Holy Spirit, will manifest Himself reconciling the world to God. Point C. I want to reveal to you for the last five weeks we did the study of the number 13. Listen to my last point of meditation. The 13 statements of divinity from the lips of Jesus reveals that Jesus is God. I say the 13 statements of divinity from the lips of Jesus, reveals his true identity, reveals his true nature. It is God in man, reconciling the world towards himself. Point A. In the Gospel of John, Jesus designated 13 titles to himself that only God can claim. Listen to this point again. In the Gospel of John, Jesus designated 13 titles to himself that only God can claim. 
But this man is not just an ordinary man. This is the God-man. It is God in man to forgive you and to love you back. Point B. Exodus 3 verse 14. The sound declaration of God to Moses. In the words, I am that I am. Resonates with the identical statements by Jesus. Yeah, I want to uh, just run down the 13 statements of divinity on the lips of a man called Jesus. One, now this is what Jesus said. I am the bread of life. John 6, 35, verse 48, and verse 51. Two, I am the light of the world. John chapter 8, verse 12, and chapter 9, verse 5. Three, I'm the gate. John chapter 8 verse 12 and John chapter 9 verse 5. Four, I'm the good shepherd. John chapter 10 verse 11 and verse 14. Five, I'm the resurrection. John chapter 11 verse 25. Six, I'm the way. John chapter 14 verse 6. 7. I am the truth. John chapter 14 verse 6. 8. I am the life. John chapter 14 verse 6. Point 9. I am the vine. John chapter 15 verse 5. 10. I am the king. John chapter 18, 37, 19 and 21. 11. I am the son of God. John chapter 10 verse 36. Point 12. I am in the Father, John chapter 14, verse 10, verse 11, verse 20, chapter 17, verse 8. And Jesus says in the last point, point 13, I am. John chapter 8, 24, 28, 58, and chapter 13, verse 19. Let me run down again to the 13th divinity statements of Jesus one I'm the bread John 6 35 6 48 and 6 51 2 I'm the light John chapter 8 verse 12 and chapter 9 verse 5 3 I'm the gate John chapter 10 verse 7 and John chapter 10 verse 9 4 I'm the good shepherd John chapter 10 verse 11 and verse 14. 5. I am the resurrection. John chapter 11 verse 25. I am the way. John chapter 14 verse 6. I am the truth. I am the life. Point 9. I am the vine. John chapter 15 verse 5. 10. I am the king. John chapter 18 37. Chapter 19 verse 21. I am the son of God. John chapter 10, verse 36. 12, I am in the Father. John chapter 14, verse 10, verse 11, verse 20, and John chapter 17, verse 8. 13, I am. John chapter 8, verse 24, 28, 58, and John chapter 13, verse 19. Messiah existed eternally before the foundations of the world. I'm convinced that Jesus' statement in John's Gospel, 
chapter 848 reveals that God became a man and dwelled in Jesus. Jesus said unto them, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, verily, verily, it means a man, a man, what I'm going to say now is truth. I say unto you, before Abram was, I am. During this statement, Jesus spoke from his divinity by using his humanity to make this statement. Listen to Martin Luther. He said these words in the 1500s. Take hold of Jesus as a man and soon you will discover that he is God. This is my prayer for you today. It's my personal prayer. Jesus, be God in me in order for me to be in God. I, I want Jesus to become God in me in order for me to be in God. This concludes our investigation into the number 13. I'm Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries with our talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for Today's Problems. Today's confusion calls for the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I say again, Jesus is God. God bless and may the peace of God that goes beyond human understanding will cover your hearts and minds. For Christ's sake, Amen.